Welcome to the Rotten Gems Podcast. The show where three dudes talk about movies we love. That critics thought ran amuck. Amuck! Amuck, 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 amuck. Let's get spooky. If you're still listening, whether it's on purpose or like you and your siblings were dead slash asleep for the last 300 years until some virgin came and lit a candle, and upon waking up and refamiliarizing yourself with the modern world, you heard of these crazy things called podcasts, and then for some reason you found and chose ours out of all the definitely way better ones to choose from, well, we thank you. And who exactly is we? Well, let me introduce you to my co-hosts. I'm Keenan, and this is Marcus. How many times do I have to tell you? My name ain't Marcus anymore. It's Ice. (laughs) (laughs) Please show us the back of your head. (laughs) And, uh, wow, I was not expecting that. (laughs) Uh, And I'm Brett. Um, Oh, look, guys. Another glorious night. Makes me sick. That's right. Tonight we are talking about Hocus Pocus, starring Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy. Now, for those of you at home, if you haven't seen the movie, first off, what's wrong with you? It's a classic. Like, you're probably wondering, what? Hocus Pocus rated poorly? And it did, for some reason. We're going to dive into that. But again, if you want to keep listening and you haven't seen the movie, you will be spoiled. But again, this is an older movie. How old exactly? It came out in 1993. So I don't know if a spoiler warning is needed for a 27-year-old movie, but here it is, just so you know in advance. Um, before we dive in, I want to make sure. Keenan, Marcus, you guys have seen this movie, right? Yeah, I, I remember really vividly uh, seeing this movie. Uh, I, I didn't see it the, the first year it came out, obviously. I was very young. Uh, but I remember the exact date. It was December 3rd of 95, and I saw it in uh, a dollar theater here in town. Uh, oh, wait. Uh, the theater on Bell? Yeah. Why? I saw that exact same showing. <laughs> what? <laughs> I hate you guys so much. <laughs> what, were you guys like four years old? <laughs> Maybe. Hey, Something December, like I was, well, if it was a year after, I was almost six. So, you know, using the restroom by myself. So I'm just going to assume that every movie from here on out you guys saw in the theater together. I think that's a safe assumption. I don't think so. I think this is probably <laughs> the last one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, for those of you that didn't see it at a dollar theater when you were four or five or six years old, um, you need a little refresher on the synopsis. Uh, here is one I've grabbed. It says, After moving to Salem, Massachusetts, teenager Max Dennison, Omri Katz, explores an abandoned house with his sister Danny, Thora Birch, and their new friend Allison, Vanessa Shaw. After dismissing a story Allison tells as superstitious, Max accidentally frees a coven of evil witches, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy and Jimmy, who used to live in the house, now, with the help of a magical cat, the kids must steal the witch's book of spells and stop them from becoming immortal. I feel like, yeah, that's a pretty all-encompassing definition there. What do you guys think? Like, I know when we did the one, we we wanted to add the multiverse stuff in there because it didn't really talk about that. But anything you guys would add to that uh, description? Uh, I mean, not really. I mean, for the most part, I guess the, the plot of the movie is pretty straightforward. Yeah, I mean, it is a kid's movie, so it doesn't really have a lot of depth or things that you have to ro- like work your head around to understand. Um, but let's talk about the real reason we're here. And the real reason we're talking about Hocus Pocus today, and that is the scoring of this movie. Um, Hocus Pocus, it scored a 37% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 71% audience score and a 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb. That's 6.9 Yabos, 6.9 Dead Man's Toes, or 6.9 California laid-back tie-dyed points of view out of 10. So with that being said, do you guys remember what you would have rated it yourselves upon first viewing, and has that changed now? So... 
I'm honestly trying to hold back so much anger right now because of the scoring of this. This is absolutely insane that this got a 37 on first watch. I probably would have rated this around 80% on a second watch. I'm bringing that up to a 90. This movie is just amazing. It's it's probably the best Halloween movie you can watch. Um, yeah, I honestly, uh, <laughs> I was thinking about it the other day. I'm glad we did Casper first because uh, I would not want Casper to follow this movie. This movie is great. I, I honestly, I, I'm going to have a hard time finding anything to critique on this movie. It It's definitely... I would say it's definitely higher than the 71% audience score, especially the 37 critic score. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I mean, I, I watched this as a kid and I remember enjoying it, but I don't think I realized, like, e- even though this didn't score very well, I mean, it, you know, 71%, 6.9 out of 10. Nice on uh, IMDb. <laughs> um, 6.9, that's out of 96,000 reviews. So. You know, I was reading. I was reading a bunch of them on IMDb. It's like from users, and there's just so many people rating it ten out of ten. Um, and I know, like, I go into Spirit Halloween now, and there's just hocus pocus stuff everywhere. Like, you go to the Disney store. Like, there's still merchandise you can get from this movie that's 27 years old. So, to say that this hasn't left a spot on the map, I, th- I think is crazy. Um, I'm definitely with Keenan, and I liked it when I first watched it. I feel like as an adult and, and watching it again and, and like understanding like a lot more of the stuff. Cause I guarantee you some of the jokes made in this movie, I did not understand as a kid. Um, I'm up there. I would rate it even higher. I'd say, you know, eight or nine out of 10 for sure. Um, is it the best Halloween movie? No, I, I, I don't think so. Is it, let's is fight. it one of the, <laughs> let's, <laughs> fight. let's fight. You're going to tell me this is better than nightmare before Christmas. I don't consider that a Halloween movie. Oh, boy. Here we go. Wait, <laughs> Here before, we go before, again. Before, before we ask you this, what about, what's your take on donuts? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> nope. We're not doing that. I, personally, I like to eat them for lunch. What do you guys think? <laughs> I will edit this out. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I can kind of see both ways that that movie is either a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie. But when you think about it, majority of the movie takes place around Christmas time. So very true. Um, fun fact I read about this movie is they they released it in July because they didn't want to have it competing with Nightmare Before Christmas, which actually came out later in the year. Oh, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering if release date has a lot of impact on like the rating of the movie. Like you know, it, I the the rating is obviously based on what critics saw it and. I don't know if like critics are have different availability in the later of the year. I don't know, but I don't try to make any assumptions about critics. Uh, <laughs> I assume they're all dum dums. Yeah, you know that's a good that's a good safe point to land on. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if you guys know this too, but we actually, um, you know, when the movie credits were rolling, the pre movie credits, I saw some some names in here that I was like, oh, okay, that was all three of the witches, of course, you know. We know Bette Midler. We know Sarah Jessica Parker. Um, Kathy, no Jimmy. Uh, my my most notable role for her, and <laughs> I'm curious if this is the same, is Peggy yeah. Hill. <laughs> I was like, ah, so that's Peggy. I mean, I know she was in like the Sister Act movies. I don't remember them very much, but. Uh, yeah. Are, yeah we, are we doing those movies next? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was rated way too high. <laughs> but we actually did also have. Um, a legendary director on the film here that was Kenny Ortega. Kenny has made some some like powerhouse films. We got High School Musical, High School Musical Two, and like just uh, an absolute ballpark crusher of a movie. Any guesses what that was? High School Musical, Revenge of the Sith. No, it was actually the Cheetah Girls <laughs> Two, but also High School Musical Three. Definitely all all star fl- films. That's why I felt when watching this movie. I guess that we're all in this together. If that's a High School <laughs> I Musical, say, reference. I don't know anything. <laughs> no, no, either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me either, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like you could just start saying stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, High School Musical, cool. Oh man, get your head in the game. <laughs> all I know is the necklace T for Troy or S for Sandy. That way they can identify our bodies. <laughs> <laughs> oh references uh 
But watching this movie again as an adult, I haven't watched this in probably the last decade. So watching it again, I I remember the plot, but there's still a lot that I don't remember. Um, It was a kid's movie, right? A Disney movie. And it had all of my favorite things that kid's movies have. Witch hangings, animal abuse, beheadings. Anything else I left out there? (laughs) You forgot child abduction. Oh, you're right. I did. (laughs) impersonating a police officer oh man i want to talk about that scene so much do it do it what do you got i legit forgot that that was not a real cop i sat there and i was just like what the fuck is this cop's problem this guy is a dick like these kids are legit scared and you're just gonna blow this off the girl walks out and she's just like what was that and he's like just a bunch of kids that thought i was a real cop uh what's funny is i actually looked that up too because so I'm like, what What about if like people dress up as a cop like for Halloween? Is that breaking the law? So you, you can do that. It's it's more letting people think that you're an actual cop that is against the law. Well, if that was the case, people in strip clubs would be arrested all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he never corrected them. Like He's like, yeah. oh, no, I'm not a cop. So technically, he broke the law. <laughs> but then again, so did the witches who a child abducted. and. Well, who's going to arrest them? There's obviously no cops in this town or parents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're all at a party, you know, which you know had to be a front for an orgy or something. I, I legit thought that when they walked into the, the Allison's house and oh, she walks down like and a, everybody's just in like the old time. Eyes wide shut. Yeah. I was just like, oh, she needs to get out of there because this party's about to get real adult. They're all like dressed in Victorian gear. So I'm like, ah, yes, they're about to reenact uh, what, what people did for fun back then, which was... Uh, their orgies in between their once monthly river baths. <laughs> I'm sure everyone smelled lovely, but no, I was talking more about like the like their their parents when they go to try to talk to them, and like she's dressed as Madonna and he's Dracula, and uh, they don't come out of that party until like five a or like in the next morning after the sun has risen, and they're all sweaty, and it's like, what were you guys doing in there? That was because they were under the spell dancing for at least five hours you're gonna break a couple sweats but what bugged me was uh the mom was surprised that her daughter didn't know that she was dressed as madonna this this little (laughs) child literally just learned what yabos are and now she needs to know that madonna wears uh these crazy bras over her yabos so i i I was a little thrown off by that like like yeah mom i don't know who madonna is because you've sheltered me thank you like (laughs) the mom's like what are you a loser well yeah you raised me you you would know of all people i uh talking about that scene though i when i was watching it i wanted to blame the parents for being like so uh dismissive over what their kids were saying but then when you're watching it, you're like, you know what? It sounds pretty ridiculous. And then they bring the attention to the witches, to the Sanderson sisters. And then they bring on or they start like a, a pretty entertaining show. So it's like an amazingly <laughs> entertaining show. You can't you can't blame the parents for being like, oh, this must all be part of the show. That number. Amazing. Yeah, which, by the way, they the sisters caught maybe 20 seconds of that song, and then all of a sudden they know all of it. <laughs> like how it ended, like everything, like they've heard it before. That was something I had an issue with throughout the movie. Like I felt like the Sanderson sisters kind of caught on to some of our dialogue. Like uh, It's later in the movie, but she calls him dude, and then when she's chasing him, she's like, pull over. Do you have your uh, learner's permit? Oh, yeah, I didn't how catch that. Know that? Dude one. Yeah. And at one point, she asked if they were resisting arrests. How do you know what that is? I think they had arrest back then. I think you could <laughs> arrest people back in the, uh, what was it, 1700s? 300 or years, six, yeah. Six, 16, no, 1693. Was there an arrest process, or was it like, ah, you're a witch, let's hang you in your front yard? <laughs> is that considered arrest or just murder? <laughs> well, I mean, they were right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know if I count it as murder. <laughs> okay. Obviously, witches. <laughs> okay, they were right this one time. <laughs> a broken clock is right twice a day. Uh, one other thing I want to I wanted to mention. So I I want to talk about the scene just before that. So you have little Emily Binks here, who is kidnapped by the witches, and then her brother comes in. Uh, her brother Thackeray Binks. Um, so 
I don't want to keep saying the word name Thackeray Binks, so we'll just give him a nickname real quick. Something short, maybe one syllable. Binks. Um, let's go with Thack, actually. <laughs> so, so Thack comes in, and uh, he fights off all these witches, and they're like, they're, they clearly say, oh yeah, we're going to take her life force, and he, he's not down with that. And she's just chilling in the chair the entire time, like, yeah, this is cool. I'm just, I'm just happy to be involved. So... What is wrong with this girl? I don't, uh, I don't know. I, just, well, I was like, I was like, run, do anything. Because they got her there using the um, Sarah, Sarah Jessica Palmer. Parker's character. Yeah, she was singing to her, and that's how she got her to w- go with her. So maybe she didn't have full control. What's the effect radius of that? It seems to work on every child at the end of the movie, but it doesn't work on the the main characters is it something like you have to be like physically not trying to listen to well and yeah that's a good point the age might make a difference too because well the well the kids at the end the kids at the end when they were all going towards her house they look some of them looked young but some of them looked like teenagers too so i don't know maybe they maybe it's a certain song yeah that's a good point the radius and the age and whatnot what affects it what are the spell laws here? This is this is two DMs for Dungeons and Dragons asking for uh, for clarification. So hocus pocus writers, um, what's the spell radius? Um, what's the casting time? What are the components needed? Most of her spells are one round. She pops off those lightning bolts like eating potato chips. Yeah, is it a, is it a concentration spell? Like what's going on here? I don't know. A cantrip. Cantrip. She can just do it however many times she wants. So one thing too with that Thackeray Binks, uh, this is actually funny because it. Uh, my girlfriend watched this with me too, and she's like, "Did they just call him Thackeray?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's his name." And she's like, "Are you kidding me?" And I'm like, "No." She's like, "This entire time that she's ever watched this, and she she's seen it many times because she was quoting the movie like before they said it, you know." She's like. This entire time, I thought his name was Zachary. Zachary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I I thought it was uh, Zachary for a long time too. I think you I did. noticed uh, the the last couple of times I've watched it because now we we've just gotten gotten in the habit of watching everything with uh, subtitles now. So uh, true. true. <laughs> yeah, that's how I that's how I caught it. I thought it was Zach Slater, but <laughs> turns out that was saved by the bell. It turns out I was watching Saved by the Bell again. <laughs> I actually didn't watch the movie, guys. I watched Saved by the Bell. <laughs> That's my bad. Ninety <laughs> percent. But yeah, so she she's like, I did not know this, and like she's like, I I feel like other people didn't know this too. So she made a poll on Instagram actually tonight, like like two hours ago. And she posted his picture, and she's like, what's this guy's name? And she gave two options, and it was Zachary Binks or Thackeray Binks. And she, like, shared with me the results. And at the time, she had 18 people that had voted, and it was, like, split down the middle. (laughs) Uh, She said everyone that was, like, 24 or younger said Zachary, but everyone that was older than that all knew it was Thackeray. I, I I didn't remember his name. Other than Binks, to be honest, before this. Well, so, yeah, because they don't really call him by that afterwards. Yeah. I mean, I think they do at one point after he uh, finally dies. I think Emily calls him probably Thackeray. But, you know, the main characters all call him Binks. Yeah, and to be fair, when I was five, I didn't really catch the names of anybody <laughs> in movies. It yeah. was just, the, you know, the lion from Lion King, uh, the guy with the red hat from Aladdin. I did know Genie. I got that one. <laughs> but outside of that, it was just descriptive. The man from the, the man with the yellow hat from Curious George. What's his name? Uh, the man with the yellow hat? Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, Freakazoid. That was an easy name to remember. Did you guys watch that show? <laughs> Pugat. We're officially shifting this podcast <laughs> to a Freakazoid Rewatch podcast. That's one of my favorite things to say. <laughs> Runs around in underwear. Freakazoid. Wow. I, like, I, I never thought about Freakazoid in the last decade until right now for some reason. I guess any any show that had the names of the character in the show. Obviously, Phineas and Ferb wasn't around, but like Pinky and the Brain was. Yeah, and Maniacs. They're uh, coming back. Hulu is going to have, uh, I think, like 20 new episodes or something. That's true. I wonder what that's going to be like or what the what the like demographic is going to be. Obviously, kids, be but me. are they going to be? <laughs> the it'll be us. Yeah. is me. <laughs> Just Marcus. Yeah. 
Marcus, and uh, yeah, any, anybody else that wants to watch it, but mostly Marcus. <laughs> There's actually a dedication in the credits. This is for you, Marcus. <laughs> and I guess other people can watch. So, like, we know it's for you, but you then know. anybody else named Marcus in the world's like, holy shit. <laughs> and then under that, it says, not you. The Marcus that we're talking about knows it. <laughs> um, so, speaking of the names, uh, I wasn't going to say this, but um, one thing that's interesting is uh, the, the cat, Binks. You know, we, we all saw guy that played him initially but when he's the cat they they chose a different voice actor um and it was a different character or it was a different voice actor who played a character that i know and love uh, jason, jason marsden <laughs> not not bobcat goldwin do you guys does, does the name do jason know. marsden i uh i know this because <laughs> i i saw a couple of those guys tiktoks and you just tiktoks yeah are you too old for that? The voice of Max. Yeah. Goofy movie. Uh, uh, like, it's weird. I don't know about you guys, but the first thing I think of when I think of Goofy movie is the the Leaning Tower <laughs> of Cheese <laughs> stuff. <laughs> really? Yeah. No way. Uh, length, it must be showing of my uh, mental state right now, but it's uh, shut up and get out of my life. <laughs> Whoa. Oh. Do you need to talk to <laughs> Things have been tough. Having kids is rough, man. <laughs> yeah. So, so once, once you have kids, then you start seeing it from uh, Goofy's point of view. <laughs> so so let me ask you then. You Like you guys just mentioned, you, you have kids. Both of your, your parents. I'm not. When the kids go and like relay their story of everything that's happening to the parents and the parents just dismiss them. Would you not do that if your kids were like, yeah, there's like these witches and you'd be like, uh-huh, that's cool. Go play in the other room. 100%. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's <laughs> what I was saying uh, earlier. It's like, yeah, I for, for that scene in particular, it'd be hard to believe them, especially after how, uh, how entertaining the witches were. But that does bring me to the one of the earlier scenes when he runs into like the bullies and they take his shoes. Cross trainers. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Slick. <laughs> what, what were their names again? Uh, I don't remember the first guy's name. The only yeah. name that matters is Ice. Ice. Okay, I was just making sure that you wouldn't call him by his, his, uh, his not preferred name. <laughs> uh, so yeah, when they get home, or when he gets home, his mom notices that he doesn't have shoes on and then his dad just like completely dismisses it and i think that is bad parenting yeah also his dad when when he's like this sucks he's like whoa language i'm like really that's a bad word in your house (laughs) that was the 90s man (laughs) but the uh the parents i definitely had problems with because like they just forced these kids to move to a new town which (laughs) It's funny that we just watched Casper and that's the exact same plot line and she had to move to another state. But not only did they make them uproot their lives, go to a new school, that night he was just like, "Uh, yeah, and you have to take your sister out trick-or-treating because me and your mom are going to go party it up. Late! (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty bogus, too. (laughs) Bogus? Bogus. Hocus bogus. That was not very tubular at all, guys. Uh, but that brings up a good point. Like they had just moved there. How do the parents already have friends with which to party? I like I, I as an adult find making friends to be a very hard task. Well, I think that's just based off of who we are. People don't tend to what's the word like us. Uh, that's weird. So I think that's the disconnect. And the '90s were obviously a different time. Uh, you could literally just walk into a stranger's house on Halloween and get to know him. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Not a stranger, but Satan and Medusa, maybe. Oh, is that what we're calling Penny Marshall? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, I, I am glad you guys brought up this scene, too, because for the last couple of years, or at least for as long as I've known, that Gary Marshall and Penny Marshall were brother and sister. It's really bothered me that they have... Uh, hired them to play husband and wife yeah that was that was interesting and then i i couldn't help but think of the opposite situation did you guys watch dexter oh yeah and and yeah michael c hall and uh what was it what's her name jennifer carpenter they're played brother and sister but then they got got married married afterwards like like 
both of these situations are so weird, but I want to know which one's weirder. I if you're, sex. I think <laughs> sex is so much worse. <laughs> I was gonna say the other way because it's not like they they didn't know each other before, you know. Whereas Gary Marshall and Penny Marshall, <laughs> they've been brother and sister their whole lives. <laughs> now they gotta act that, like they're that we know life. of. That we know of. I think that's way worse. I wanted to go back uh, to when the movie first started. I don't know how many times I've actually seen this movie. We watch it a lot, especially around or, uh, Halloween. I watch it during Valentine's Day. <laughs> it, it's a, a weird tradition. <laughs> Just to get you a little in the spoopy mood. <laughs> Spood. Um, but yeah, the, the way the movie starts, it always throws me off. I always forget. That that's how the movie starts uh, in the in the 1600s or whatever. The the Binks family. Yeah. So, okay. So let, let's talk about that because, so obviously you know Emily Binks gets devoured by the witches, um, and devoured. Thack <laughs> gets turned into a cat, right? So I was wondering, like, when watching this, because he doesn't talk until he talks to these kids, right? And, like, he's trying to rub up on his dad's leg to be like, hey, you know, it's me. And the dad's like, get out of here. Get out of here, you know? So what are the rules for his speech? Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I question that, too. Uh... It took 300 years for him to perfect his meows to sound like the English language. <laughs> That's what I'm wondering is, like, did, did is it something he just, like, 300 years is a long time. Did he have to learn it? Or can he only talk to people like involved with the candle spell? Or again, there's a lot of rules in this movie that aren't explained. Does he speak with animals? Speak with humans? What spell is he casting? One of my guesses is that maybe he knew that if he started talking, his dad would just be like, "Another witch!" <laughs> Burn him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. I feel like they burned everybody for anything. Then, ah, oh, you're a woman with an opinion. No, 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 thanks. You're a movie critic to the stake. I actually appreciate that one. Yeah, yeah, that one's fine. I'm totally cool with that. That's that's a good point. I don't, I don't know. Like, we got to sit down and get these rules. I don't know if other people think about this like we do, but <laughs> I wonder if other people think about like Thackeray Binks. That's an old time name. If that was to continue on to now. Would it probably be changed to something like Bing, like Chandler Bing? Is he a descendant uh, of Chandler Bing from Friends? Or, or if if um, you want to, you know, be a woman, you could be Ms. Chenandler. Let's change the name up a little bit. Bong, <laughs> Ms. Chenandler Bong. I. No. Don't get the Friends episode. Okay, I, well, moving on. I get it. This isn't a Friends <laughs> podcast. Yet, <laughs> no. I, I meant that in like the literal sense, just so people know we are not friends. <laughs> anybody on this podcast is not friends with anybody else on this podcast. I guess this is where our therapy continues because I thought we were pals. <laughs> um, I also wanted to talk about the school. This is like the second week in a row where we have a uh, classroom scene. <laughs> True, and like. The teacher wasn't as bad as last time, but debatable. She was so that's debatable, <laughs> and she still kind of allowed uh, the class to to do some <laughs> unorthodox things that you would <laughs> that you would see in a normal real life classroom. So, aside from just telling your class a horror story, which I don't think was in the curriculum, what else are you talking about? <laughs> well, like when he gets up and like gives uh i can't remember her name there. allison allison his number that's, like, that's a good point it's on her right in front of the whole class so i'm glad you brought that up because doesn't that okay i i hated max in the very beginning i thought that that scene was so cringy i'm like oh uh, here's my number and he's just like gonna give the number to her in front of the whole class like first of all that the confidence on that kid right <laughs> Cause like if I'm gonna give a girl a number, it's it's gonna be where nobody can see me do it. <laughs> you know? <Even> the girl. <laughs> yeah. Just like slip it in her backpack. <laughs> like maybe she'll find that one day. But 
he's like this cocky, like confident, like I don't believe in witches. But also, like, she's like, oh, it's All Hallows' Eve. And then the class just starts clapping, which doesn't match social cues, but okay. But he's, like, this cocky, confident guy. And then, like, the rest of the movie, he's not the same guy anymore. And, like, I can't tell you how many this guy's a virgin jokes were made <laughs> at his expense. I don't know. That just that, that, that scene just pissed me off for reasons. That's the 90s, for, man. Like, yeah. think about it. Through this entire movie, even the bus driver which we should talk about that guy needs to be fired. Cause that's clearly not oh, yeah. a one-time scenario where he's pulled this move. <laughs> like you don't just pull up to three random ladies on the side of the road and start making sexual innuendos towards them. Like this guy has been pulling this move all night and he's just waiting for the one to, to buy in. Uh, I, I actually crack up every time I see that, that scene because I think that was one of those things where, you know, you don't think of it as a kid, whatever. You just blow it off. <laughs> but when he's like, when he's talking about, I don't remember exactly what he says. Something about he'll take you to your, I'll deliver you your desires. <laughs> She's like, we desire yeah. children. <laughs> he's like, well, may take a couple of tries. <laughs> I don't think that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that line. That line as a kid, like, completely over my head. And that's not something I picked up on, obviously, until an adult. But there there are a few lines like that in the movie that I think, like, deserved praise. So that was one of the ones, for sure. The other part where um, the, uh, he's getting, Max is getting first uh, confronted by the bullies in, like, the graveyard or whatever that was. And uh, Ice was like, well, what am I supposed to do with my afternoon? And he's like... Maybe you can learn to breathe through your nose. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that. I was like, oh, mouth breather jokes. Nice. It's Stranger Things all over again. Did he deserve to be bullied? Straight up desecrating a graveyard, just riding through on his bike. I think you are kind of asking for it if you're doing that. That's a good point, you know. And, but but also, like, later on when uh, they're trick-or-treating and Danny, like, it's like, well, my big brother's here. And he's like, you just embarrassed me in front of half the school. And it's like, there's like five boys there. I'm like, how big is your school? Ten boys. <laughs> <laughs> and also those kids were in the graveyard. Were they even part of your school? Like, it was never, to my understanding, explained as if they were just local dropouts or went to the school or anything. Like, why were they, those two hanging out in the cemetery? <laughs> and... And when they were uh, when they were doing that little candy tax thing later on that night, that was one of the things I was thinking about. I was like, "Man, these bullies are way over the top." <laughs> Just like bullying these little kids, taking their candies. But you know what? I was all for it. It's an entertaining movie, and they got theirs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Did you guys watch through the credits? Like they're just like still hanging up there. Like, what do we do? They're still hanging there to this day. <laughs> that's the that's the new Sanderson sister story. It's about the Jay and Ice just hanging there now, and how they've been dead. But also, three hundred years, right? You you mean to tell me that no one's broken into that house and like messed with all their stuff for three hundred years? No virgins, like, that's for sure. <laughs> right, and the. <laughs> Maybe is that the joke? Is that like it? It because it was a museum, right? You don't think that anybody has just tried to light that candle when it was a museum, or is the saving grace that they have to be a virgin? <laughs> I think that's the saving grace. I really wish they would have made like a joke during that scene after he lit it. Like you're a virgin? What? No, 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 no. I, I've totally, totally <laughs> been with a girl. I don't know, man. Candles don't lie. <laughs> Yeah, it must be a uh, defective or something. I don't, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing too. Like, I, I right after he lights it, uh, his sister, or at some point after he lights it, his sister's like, she calls him a virgin, and I'm thinking, how old is his sister, and how does she even know what a virgin is? Yeah, which I actually wrote that down because I thought the way that she was explaining it was hilarious. She's like, my brother's a virgin. He lit the black flame candle. The witches are back from the dead and they're after us. We need help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like on the checklist of things to say. Oh, yeah. By the way, just in case you didn't know, this guy right here, total virgin. You could have left that part out. 
Uh, then when he's like, yeah, I'll tattoo it on my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Did you also catch at the end when, like, Thackeray's, like, heading off to the afterlife? He's just like, yeah, oh. I had to wait for that virgin <laughs> to light the candle. <laughs> he just puts so much emphasis on it. <laughs> yeah, I... That, like, again, not anything I would have picked up on as a kid, because I, I don't know what a virgin was. I, I barely know what it is now. I mean, I, I definitely I definitely am one. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a nice, responsible <laughs> adult, you know, just, you know, waiting for that right marriage. Um, is this what we've come to, Brett? Lying? What? Lying on a podcast? That's what we're about now? I mean... We would you deviant. Is this the is this the first time we've lied tonight? Earlier, you said we weren't friends, and either you're lying or I'm really sad. I guess you're really sad, bud. No, <laughs> I guess you're really sad. Wait, you said I guess you're really sad, bud. Which is it? Well, now we're friends. After that. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Happiness restored. We're good. Eh, I don't like the cut of your jib. We're no longer friends. That's fair. This is a fluctuating friendship. I'm, I'm for it. All right. It's all good, bud. <laughs> oh, we're buds again. <laughs> see, you guys see what it's like doing a podcast with Keenan? It's it's torture. It's just a bunch of hocus pocus, you know. Speaking of hocus pocus, have you guys seen the movie Casper? <laughs> Let's talk about that. If you have, go watch our last episode. And if you have already, thank you. You're a really nice person. You know that? And Can we I like the you? I like. Th- <laughs> I was getting to that. I was gonna say I like that you're a person that listens to us. Can we keep you? <laughs> I was trying to bury it so it didn't sound as creepy. But no, there's there you no are. way to. There's <laughs> no way to not have that sound creepy. You know when you live in the Victorian era and you could just keep women. <laughs> but you know, or the '90s apparently. <laughs> strangely enough, that leads me to something else I wanted to talk or talk about. With Hocus Pocus, because Binks, when he's a ghost, whispers to uh, Danny, I shall always be with you. And that is a lot less creepy (laughs) than Casper whispering, can I keep you? (laughs) Take note, Casper. (laughs) That's true. Um, So I wanted to, I was wondering about that, right? So we've, we've already, we've already talked about like, does Binks have to learn language? Has he learned it all the time? But he did mention when they were in the sewer, sewers that he hunts rats there all the time, right? So we can assume that he's at least walking around the outside world all the time. But does Casper ever get any exposure to anybody else other than his uncles? So Binks also uses sarcasm and stuff throughout the movie, which I don't think is very prevalent in the 1600s. So I think it's safe to assume that Binks is learning, but was Casper learning? Well, this isn't a Casper podcast. This is a Hocus Pocus podcast. Yeah. Nice try, bud. Who talks about (laughs) Casper? Yeah. The the, the scene with Binks in the sewer, though, that revealed a lot when he's like, oh, I I hunt... uh, I used to hunt, like I hunt my, I don't know what he said exactly, that he hunts mice here all the time. And I was like, oh, okay. So he was not just trapped in the house the whole time. Well, he but can't I'll, exactly go to the grocery store. <laughs> I mean, he probably could. Like if, if you saw, if you went to the grocery store and a cat came in and took like something, you would just let him go, right? I wouldn't let the cat get that far. So, get out. No. What? <laughs> I would, I would be like that cat mm. came in with food in his mouth and then left. Yeah, you can take that, bud. You know what's up. You are intelligent. You eat that meal. Yeah, but also cats are disgusting animals. So, whoa, Marcus, talk some sense into this lad. Or, uh, I mean, no. I don't, I don't really <laughs> care either way. <laughs> wow, wow. Unless the cat started talking to me. Learning a lot about you guys tonight. <laughs> uh, things I haven't known over the what? How long have we known each other? Well, I mean, you two since you were fucking toddlers but <laughs> this is what episode seven so seven, seven weeks, weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> but anyway back to hocus pocus again um so i wanted to so we talked about the scene where they're in the sewer uh running from which is arguably one of the best characters in the movie and that is the person who i think spoke the least lines right that was billy um one thing that was interesting was I, I actually found was during the 20th anniversary screening of the film, Doug Jones, who not only plays Billy, but he he's also like 
known for playing. He was in Hellboy. Yeah, and Legion, that one with Paul Bettany. He just plays a lot. Uh, I want to say, was it Pan's Labyrinth too? I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, The Shape of Water. He was in that. Yeah, yeah. he just plays. I like, haven't seen monsters. that, but I bet that gets real freaky. <laughs> it, it does. I've seen it, and I, I did enjoy it, and it does get real freaky, yes. Is that why you enjoyed it? Maybe. Uh, All right. <laughs> How Freudian are we getting with this therapy session? Jeez. Oh, we're going all the way. Oh, okay. All the way. <laughs> to it. <laughs> uh, but no, he plays like monsters and all sorts of things. And this was no exception. So he played Billy and said, um, so Doug Jones uh, revealed that during that scene where all the moths came out of his mouth, um, it was actually real and not CGI. There was like a little pocket in the back of his mouth so they wouldn't like fly down his throat. And that was very bold for a movie in the 90s, I that thought. Very gross for a movie yeah. in the 90s. Right? Yes. <laughs> I mean, still very gross in the 2020. But it was, I, I just thought that was interesting because this was also like one, Disney's first movie to use special effects for most of the movie. So I felt like if, you know, they're doing Binks and all these other special effects, it wouldn't have been much more of a leap to do that but no I guess yeah they... but you could tell with binks that was that was one of the things like i noticed during this watch through like i enjoyed it and i thought it was like enjoyable knowing it was from the 90s but the cgi of binks kind of there were a couple times where i was just like you that wasn't <laughs> that great that's a good point um i was reading that they in order to do that they filmed a real cat and then just replace his face with the digital one so all of that was a real cat, which makes me like wonder. Like, there's a few times where like the cat gets punched. And I'm like, no, even though like I know it's like a fake cat. I don't know. Reading that made me feel that again. But obviously, Keenan doesn't care about Do cats because he won't let them eat in his grocery store. But whatever. One of my favorite scenes is when he got ran over, and I was just like, oh, later, <laughs> being seen. About time. <laughs> hey, uh, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. You're an awful person. Just <laughs> um. So one last thing I wanted to point out here. So we, we brought up friends earlier and uh, I think it's funny because when they uh, dance after burning the Sanderson sisters alive in the kiln at the school, uh, the fountain in the background was actually the fountain used in the friends theme song, which I thought was actually really interesting. Um, I, I guess they, they reused that and I never would have known that had I not re- read that. Did you guys I did not notice that at all. Yeah. <laughs> the trivia section in IMDb, it, it's a gem. It, it's it's a rotten gem. Um, one thing about the 90s is the fashion of the 90s. <laughs> Max looks like he could probably fit in with like some TikToker e-boy nowadays. Oh, totally. Even down to his haircut. Yeah, like the middle part. Yeah, <laughs> it's like all I could think of was all those like e boys on TikTok doing their weird little finger finger to their temple. Honestly, honestly, give Max like one long chain earring with a with a cross on it, and he'll be, he'll be a new teenage the heartthrob for twenty twenty. I'm starting to like this movie less now. <laughs> Fashion is coming back, Keenan, whether we like it or not. All right, guys, I think that. Uh, we've we've talked about this movie for a while now, so we're gonna play a little game we like to call "Bed, Wed, Behead." Now there is an easy way out of this. Do we want to take that? Uh, well, I don't know. One person <laughs> always wants to go a separate way. Not that's true. A specific person. I'm just <laughs> usually the last person <laughs> always takes it. <laughs> I'll take the last take so we can make sure that we all have the same pick. Okay. I, somehow I don't feel reassured by that. <laughs> I don't know why you would you would feel skeptical at all. I am a part of the team. Go ahead, there, guys. There, we'll, Start it up. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Go ahead, Marcus. What do you got? All right. I'm going to start with Penny Marshall. <laughs> God damn it. That was the one I was going to use, you son of a bitch. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. All right. Um, all right. Fine. Well, I guess the 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 thought process I had is out the window. <laughs> what? That was what we were thinking, right? Yeah, I, guess, I, I was going with Penny Marshall, but I guess I just have to use my one or two. 
<laughs> All right. Well, then I'm going to go the bus driver. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't even have a name. It's just bus driver. Penny Marshall has a name either. She uh, did. It was it was Medusa. Oh, was it? That was not rhetorical. I don't know if that was her actual like <laughs> name in the movie, but that's what I'm referring to her as. Medusa, dressed as Medusa. All right. What do you got, Keenan? All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get us back on track, I guess. Uh, and I'm going to go with Winifred, but okay. back in the 1600s when she was old and gray. Old. So really quick, before we do this, <laughs> they started old and gray, right? How 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 many times do you think they've done this ritual? Was that the first time? It's the first time they got caught. So I mean, they were probably older and grayer than that, right? Oh, so just yeah, definitely. I I would assume that they have done this many times. So just imagine the oldest, grayest Winifred you can. Well, let's go with that. All right. What what are we what are we picking here? This crazy matchup we've got. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> this is tough. Because, frankly, you don't want to be around any of these people. <laughs> I'm going to say I'm going to kill Winnie off <laughs> off the bat because uh, she's dangerous. <laughs> you got to get rid of her. But would she be dangerous if you were her if you were her chosen person? Let him get his picks in. Do your picks. Um, Even though he's wrong. You're wrong, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going down your path of wrongness. Continue. And then it's kind of a toss-up between the other two, to be honest with you. Um, I guess I would bet. I honestly don't know. Bed Penny Marshall and win the bus driver. Because <laughs> Just have a coin toss? <laughs> yeah, because it sounded horrible to be married to Penny Marshall. <laughs> All right, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you and say we've seen what Penny Penny Marshall looks like married. Doesn't look great. Um, now this one's a toss up because it, I guess it really depends what you want. Like like I said, you two are parents. I'm not. Um, I, I I don't know that I want to be. In fact, I I don't have any desire to be right now. Uh, not saying that's not going to change later on, but the bus driver, you know, he can give me some kids. It might take a few uh, tries. He's going to take quite a few tries. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how well that's going to work for you. I mean, adoption's a thing, but anyway. So I'm going to actually, I'm going to actually say Mary Winifred because she is resourceful. She's focused. Like the whole movie, she's the one that's like keeping everyone on track, right? Like, hey. Like, I know you want to eat a spider right now, which he actually did eat, which is interesting. Um, but we are trying to, like, you know, be alive and stuff. So I feel like she'd be a great partner to have. And I'd like to see what she's like when she's trying not to be, when she's not focused on trying to stay alive. You know what I mean? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Mary, her, and kill the bus driver. Well, I think she would be focused on, I don't know, hailing Satan. <laughs> yeah, who knows? You're always going to be second to her. I mean... If so be it, you know. <laughs> um, so I think this is this might be the first week where all three of us are on a different page, and it might just be because Marcus did that coin toss. But uh, <laughs> Winifred, I got to get rid of. Uh, you scare me. I have nightmares of you. Uh, I would actually wed uh, Penny Marshall's character. I didn't see any problem with her. She was just winding down for the night. And having three strangers in her house probably pissed me off, too. Get out. <laughs> that is a good point. Uh, and then the bus driver, I would bed because that guy is down to fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Uh, upon second analysis, I very much agree with Keenan's decision on, on some of those. I, I still think Winifred's got... Like that spell book was full, right? And we only saw a few of them. So I'm just saying it could be fun. I would say that the bus driver was the only one that didn't show any signs of being abusive. <laughs> uh, Winnie was pretty uh, physically abusive, and but yeah, I don't. I, I'll cut Penny Marshall some slack because, like Keenan was saying, she's probably tired. Very <laughs> random. Women came in and started hitting on her husband, but she was kind of 
verbally abusive. So well, that's that, stupid. you're stupid, Mark. It kind of justifies much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so first time ever on the Rotten Gems podcast where we all disagree. That's interesting. In the game. If you, if you <laughs> disagree with us as well, you support us, you think one of our points was argued stronger than the other, please let us know. Chime off on our Instagram, on our Twitter. Message us. Hashtag us Team Keenan. Hashtag Keenan's wrong and a bully. Shut it. Or I'll take your cross trainers. <laughs> Um, all right, guys. I think that brings us to our next segment here, a little game we like to call Six Degrees of Who. So we'll pick somebody from the movie and a random celebrity um, from random list celebrities, uh, randomlist.com slash random celebrities. So who wants to pick our movie character here? Um, I think it's your turn, Brett, to pick it's a my movie turn. character. All right. Well, I mean, I don't mind letting you guys pick because I'm also picking the random one. So. Let's just say I never pick, so you guys can pick. I'll go ahead and pick then. Uh, I'm going to grab one of your favorite actresses, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. I mean, I don't know if you're saying that to insult me, but she was great in this movie. She, I, what else I don't was, like her. I don't what like else her was in she doing? <laughs> I don't like her in much else, but hey, Sex in the City. Okay, she was good. I wouldn't know. In the season that I watched. <laughs> All you right, guys so... made fun of me for High School Musical? What's going on here? This is bull. <laughs> We, okay, here's, here's the difference. Here's the difference. Here's the difference. You quoted High School Musical. Have you heard me say <laughs> Sex in the City quote? I quoted a movie I didn't see. I just want to clarify again. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, according to our random celebrity list today, we're going from Sarah Jessica Parker to Jon Stewart. Uh, Daily Show fame? Yeah, Daily Show Jon Stewart. Now, when I first saw this, I'm thinking, is he an actor? As well, and I can recall there's two, one movie, two <laughs> movies that he's acted in. So we could do it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys decide if you want me to pick the next person on the list or if we want to go with John Stewart. Uh, uh, let me just... let me go ahead because um, I think I can get us on path. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker was on the Daily Show with John Stewart. We're done. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but we're doing actor wit. <laughs> And remember, she has to have been a starring role for at least a season. Yeah, if if we're doing a TV show, well, I guess Daily Show, he is the star, right? Yeah, but she's yeah, not. She wasn't. She's not. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. We did make that rule. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally last week. Yeah, we're gonna go. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker was in The Family Stone with my second favorite actress of all time and that's claire danes claire danes okay uh i'll go with claire danes was in R- romeo cross juliet <laughs> uh with john leguizamo oh we're making this too easy then huh so john leguizamo was in possibly one of the greatest movies of our time uh, Spawn, and let's go with Michael J. White. Michael J. Okay, Michael J. White. Oh, that's it. he's I like him. He's good. Um, speaking of, did you guys like little random tangent while we're on here, while we're on here? Did you guys ever watch quit the stalling? Mortal, did you guys ever watch the Mortal Kombat series he was on? Uh, oh yeah, he was. Oh, yeah, that was amazing. Oh yeah, he was. I, I love him. All right. Anyway, back to it. Michael Jai White. Let's see. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously the greatest movie that he was in. Um, but is it, who else is in it? I can't think of anybody else in that movie. Uh, I was gonna go. Uh, I was gonna go. I was gonna go Black Dynamite, but I can't think of anybody else in Black Dynamite for some reason. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Michael Jai White. He was in The Dark Knight. Oh yeah, he was Gamble. Yeah. yeah. We're going to go to Christian Bale. Christian Bale. All right. Christian Bale was in, I'm going to go American Hustle. I thought you were going to say Psycho. (laughs) (laughs) Either way. (laughs) Um, He was in American Hustle. I'll go with, I'll go with Jennifer Lawrence. All right. Let's think. Okay. So we could probably open this up if we go this route. So Jennifer Lawrence was in... X-Men, First Class, with J. 
James McAvoy. All right, um, James McAvoy. Love him. He's great, by the way. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, fine. Here's what we'll do. We're going to go. James McAvoy was in Glass with Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. Um, I don't know if I want to use the Marvel one yet. Because I think there's Why one. Why yet? Huh? Why yet? We're already like 10 steps in. Is there a better time to use it? Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, if he wants to save it for after he throws a wrench in this. Yeah. No, I don't want to throw a wrench in this because there's literally only one movie I can think of to finish this off. I'm curious if it's the same movie. Oh, oh, I know, I know, I know. I know how to get to it. Okay. Samuel L. Jackson was in, let's say, Endgame with Paul Rudd. Okay. You guys understand where I'm going. Perhaps. <laughs> I feel sick now. I feel like I should know where you're wanting to go with this one, but I don't. Think think backwards. Think of the one movie that John Stewart... I think we're thinking of different movies. We might be. I can think of two movies, and I wonder if you guys think of the same two movies. The movie I'm thinking of? Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> we'll say it afterwards. Uh, uh, we're not going to get there, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably take us off in another direction. Do it. Oh, God. Paul Rudd was in Knocked Up with... Let's get a repeat with Leslie Mann. Yeah! Hey, perfect. That was it. All right. Leslie Mann was in Big Daddy with Jon Stewart. There it is. Yeah! Okay, was that the movie you guys were thinking of? Yes. I I just didn't think of her part in it. (laughs) We wasted the good surprise on you. I try to block that movie from my memories. What was the other movie? I thought you guys were going to go the other way, which was John Stewart was in Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. Oh, I completely forgot he was in that. Because you guys, you love your Kevin Smith. I know that. Who? <laughs> All right. How many? I don't know how many steps that was. Did you? Do you have that right now, Mark? Uh, yeah, it's uh... a fuck ton and a half. <laughs> no, it's only like eleven. Okay. That was a good one. And no no wrenches thrown, to my understanding. I'm tired of those wrenches. Yeah. <laughs> if if it wasn't Jon Stewart where there was very limited amount of movies we could have gone, maybe I would have been more likely to throw one. Yeah. That was, that was a good one. That was a good one. All right. Uh, I think it's time then for our, our last segment we've got here, which is where we read our favorite best bad reviews of Hocus Pocus. What do you guys got? Uh, I'll go ahead and start. Uh, I have a return all-star critic uh, from the WAPO. That's the Washington Post. Uh, Destin Thompson, welcome back. And he says, in the not-too-distant future, look for Hocus Pocus in rental store bins or as part of a Halloween trick-or-treat package. Three bags of candy with Hocus Pocus for $5.95. Uh Dessen, I, I think you actually nailed it. That's pretty spot on <laughs> what happened. It, it is in probably bargain bins everywhere. Uh, but if I got this while trick-or-treating, I would be so stoked. Right? What house gives out movies? <laughs> I don't know what neighborhood he was in, but uh, I need to know what neighborhood that is because I'm getting like the fun size <laughs> Kit Kats. Like, I'm driving up to that neighborhood. I'm <laughs> walking around. Guys, I don't know about you guys, but when I was a kid. Like we would go trick or treat in my grandma's neighborhood. Every kid in the neighborhood could tell you the two to three houses that gave full size candy bars. Like it is a rumor that travels between every kid and, and like kids. I didn't even know. So if a kid gave out or if a house gave out movies, I would know about it. Uh, the neighborhood I trick or treat at <laughs> just gives out <laughs> business cards for babysitting. <laughs> just don't look too old when you're trick-or-treating and you'll be is okay genius, is that a genius marketing play like <laughs> you you know you have your demographic pretty good yeah i'm gonna start thinking about that all right that's a good one what do you got marcus all right i have uh a review from kiko martinez of the san antonio current uh this review is only a couple years old. It's from 2018, so I'm not quite sure why he was re- reviewing it that 
that late. But um, he wrote a movie perfectly matched for pre-Lizzie McGuire tweens looking for something to watch on cable around Halloween while their older siblings were in the basement watching Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees split heads. And then he gave it a D plus. Now, I don't know what this guy, what movie this guy watched. Again, I, I feel like we just spent the whole podcast talking about how it got better for us as adults. But also, he was so specific. Like, hey, you know, Lizzie McGuire, sure. But then in the basement, you're going to be watching this. And like Keenan's review too, yeah, it's going to be in the 595 bin. I can't tell you one thing that costs five ninety five. Plus the Lizzie McGuire thing. I mean, this was written in two thousand eighteen. Even that was out of date for Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> what what year was Lizzie McGuire? He watched this after watching Casper v Wendy. <laughs> yeah, he got mixed up too. On common mistake. Yeah. yeah, it happens. All right, uh, all right. So let me let me give you mine here. So I have uh, this is from a Joanna Steinmetz of the Chicago Tribune. She says, "Hocus Pocus is harmless, but it's about as much fun as celebrating Mardi Gras under the influence of candy corn." So, my question to you, Joanna Steinmetz, after first saying "fuck you," is: Do we watch the same movie? First off, you say it's harmless when we talk about all the crazy things that like might be harmful to kids and then you say it's as much fun as what i'm assuming you're saying is a bad situation like mardi gras under the influence of candy corn let's just chalk this down to joanna simons doesn't like candy corn and she had to come up with a creative way to let everybody know and that was through a movie review i appreciate it because candy corn is disgusting crap so like I don't like it, but why? Like, this is a weird way to tell people you don't like candy corn. <laughs> it's also a weird way to uh, do it on a podcast, but that's exactly what I've been building up to for seven weeks. <laughs> that's the entire to... reason I made this podcast <laughs> was to get candy corn off the shelves. <laughs> All right, you know what? This podcast is over because I like candy corn. What? I think candy corn gets a bad rep. Okay, let me ask you a serious question here, Marcus. Candy corn. Do you eat it for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Can you know anything to add to that? Uh, for the, the breakfast versus dessert? <laughs> um, I would say I don't eat it because it's disgusting. <laughs> That's fair. You know, you know what it's good for? Uh, handle wax. <laughs> Do you eat regular corn? No. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but also, like, where, where was that going? Because those two don't taste anything alike. <laughs> I just know Keenan doesn't like <laughs> regular corn, so he doesn't get an opinion on candy corn. I'll, I'll opt out. Anything with corn in it. Like, even not a fan of popcorn. Um... The band corn didn't like it. That's fair. Uh, that's fair. That's all I got. What about corn nuts? Nope. Too hard. Hurts my teeth. I got sensitive teeth. I have to st- soak my steak in wine before I eat it. <laughs> all right. We've learned a lot about Keenan tonight, guys. <laughs> Get that corn out of his face. <laughs> he doesn't like it. That's my favorite line in any movie ever because Nacho Libre gets it. Get it out of my face. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that is Hocus Pocus, which once again scored 37% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I know what you're thinking. That's crazy. This movie was so great. And it is. You're right. And yet, somehow, critics believe that Michael Bay's Transformers is a better movie than Hocus Pocus, which still at 58%. What are you guys doing? We've given you a challenge. Go tank this movie, and it still sits at 58%. What do we have to do to get through? What's I'm what? not going to do anything. That's fair. Yeah, we, we won't. We'll be here next week talking about another movie for sure. Um, what movie is that? Um, so join us next time when we talk about The Losers. We're talking about ourselves? <laughs> starring the three of us, yes. Um, the Losers, the film starring Jeffrey Dean Morgan. 
Zoe Saldana, and Chris Evans. Uh, I do want to leave you guys with one thing, though. Just a little bit of advice from our favorite Thackeray Binks. Take good care of your loved ones. You'll never know how precious they are until you lose them. Until then, what do we say, fellas? Have we got that down yet? <laughs> yeah, we've nailed it every week, so. Want your bad movies. <laughs> You're the worst kind of person. <laughs> I know. For your information, he's a little eager.